0: This week's edition of Jack Mel Sabrina MMA Show. I, as always, am your host, Jack Ann Stoops, joined by my brother, Mel Brown. What's happening, player? Ugh.
1: Still recovering from that UFC hangover.
0: That was the worst one I think I've ever had.
1: Yeah, it really was. I will say it now. Three title fights is too many.
0: I think it is for us. If you were in a regular time zone for that fight, I don't even know.
1: Like, I just. I want to like give each title fight sort of my full attention and respect, and they're just they're long. You know, by the time you do the video packages, the you sort of extended introductions, the extended walkouts. Um, it's a long old time. Um, I rolled back in my front door on Sunday morning at quarter to the eight, which was which was delightful.
0: Yeah, it was tough going, and it was one of those funny ones, because normally, like, I think we've had it where, you know, you've been tired, or I've been tired, or whatever, but, like, we both, like, from the moment you came round, were like, I am so tired. (laughs) Yeah, it was, yeah. So tired. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this is the thing that, you know, I think a lot of people... People don't get as well because the people are always like, "Oh, why don't you just watch it tomorrow?" It's like it's just not the same.
1: You got it. You got a live tweet. You got to engage with people, and if you don't yeah. do that,
0: you miss out on it. It's gone. But you also miss out on like, you know, when you wake up, right? Well, uh, no, the, the thing with me is no tension. As
1: well. No, there's no tension, and just from a personal standpoint, I just can't sit and watch a fight card. You know, I can't. I can't designate that much time to it in a day like with my wife and my daughter and stuff. can't just be like right, I'm just going to watch six hours of fights here or by the time you fast forward everything, four, four and a half hours of fights. Yeah. You just can't do it. And uh, there's zero chance it doesn't get spoiled.
0: No, it's slim to fuck all. Slim to fuck all. So uh, we have loads to cover this week. We have some news we're going to bring to you from... uh, all over the MMA world, Uh, and also we've got three cards, we have the card which will give our thoughts on UFC 251 that just happened, and then we have an event on Wednesday and an event on Friday, um, which we'll probably pick just the main cards or any fights of interest, so let's get into it, Um, wasn't a great deal of super exciting fights in the early prelims to be honest, Um, the Rosa and... uh, Melo or Melo, Melo. I remember Melo that was a fucking awful fight yep. um Martin Day um got iced cold by Davey Grant that was a bad one
1: that yeah that's just I think I said we were talking about it when it happened it seems to be the worst way to get caught when you get caught throwing the exact same punch and theirs just gets there first yeah like because you're so TJ explo- TJ yeah. Or, like, Condit and uh, Dan Hardy. Like, whoever yeah. just gets there first, the other guy's fucked.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Maquan Amir uh put Danny Henry into a near coma. Uh, beautiful performance. Um, the Salikov and DeSantos fight wasn't so fussed on the scoring with that.
1: Yeah, I had uh, DeSantos winning, but close fights. Um,
0: uh, or...
1: Well, actually, no. I thought the son was actually probably fairly... Com- not. It was competitive, but he won. Um, yeah. I couldn't really make a case for for Salikov, but it is what it is, brother.
0: So, headlining, headlining the uh, prelims was Volkan Ozdemir and Yuri Pachatska. Um Fuck, Yuri Prochatska could be... Oh, yeah. Legit as fuck.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I was high on him coming in. Um, and, like... He makes me anxious. There's a few moments in that fight where you're like, oh, please, stop pissing around. You're so close to getting iced.
0: That's what I was going to say, though, is his head movement is unbelievable, and his movement, his way, he pivots out and he's just gone. But the problem I had was, as you say, it was the dicking around. When he was just moving his head and, you know, bobbing, weaving um, and, and turning out, he looked great, but there was a couple of times where he, he started to play around a bit, sticking his tongue out, dropping his head down, waving in front of him, you know. Mm. And it was those moments, I think, if he just stuck to... If he does um, that
1: against a better strike, now, striking Strike's nothing to be sniffed at, but, like, say, for example, I don't know, Rumble Johnson came back into the division. Uh, you can't be playing that game. Someone will get you. Um, but then, we were talking about it at the time, light heavyweight just... With no rumble anymore. It doesn't really have like a murderous puncher. At the no. top. You know. Maybe Tiago Santos has. Has been. You know. Has a bit of pop. But like even him, he, He's not like. You know. Like we're saying like rumble. One one shot's all going to take. And you're going to sleep. So. I don't know. It might be a good time for him to. Like I want to see him in fun fights. Like I'd love to see him against Johnny Walker. But I feel like we need to see how he does against a like a wrestler or something. So I was thinking like who you'd like to see him against next. Obviously Walker for the entertainment factor. But I'm thinking Corey Anderson would be a good test. It's quite a jump, but yeah. Is it though? Like
0: Ostermere was, what, seventh? But in terms of wrestling. Yeah, but I mean... I know you have to fight everyone, but you know what I mean? I'm saying I think you maybe give him someone like a Nikita Krylov first. Krylov's
1: just as dangerous on, on the ground just in a different way that's true um, Krylov would be a fun fight but I think well I suppose say build on momentum while it's there and get him as high as you can possibly get him up the rankings but I don't you know
0: so, the uh, main card kicked off with Amanda Rebus and Paige Van Zandt. Uh, Amanda Rebus looked excellent, uh, looked better everywhere, and tapped Paige Van Zant in the first round um, with an iron bar. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, sorry. like
1: Van Zant just never, wasn't allowed to get going. Um, and it sort of went as expected. I just think Rebus at this point is a far superior fighter than Van Zant. Um, yeah. And it played out as, as you thought it would.
0: Yep, uh, wasn't worth betting on that, um, just because of the, uh, the odds. She was so heavily favoured.
1: And uh, well, and rightfully so.
0: Well, yes, it would seem to be, uh, seem to be that way indeed. Uh, so whenever we were watching it, um, it was one of the most tense moments for me. Was actually the build up to the Andrade Rose fight because I really like Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, The fight was phenomenal. How do you... So, Rose obviously won the decision. I think Andrade got the last round. Yep. Um, How do you think that fight went over five?
1: Ooh, over five would be tough because Andrade had done the damage in three and was sort of taken over. Um, Don't know. Like, I mean, I don't think Rose would have been able to win if she had endured another round or two, like the third, but... Well, you know, with like Whitman and Pat Barry in her corner, you know, it's entirely plausible that they, you know, would have brought her back in after the third and I don't know, you know, calmed it down and, and sort of pushed a different game plan, but based off that it probably wouldn't have went well. Um as the same as you I gave Rose the first two comfortably. I thought she looked great. Yeah. Um making an Andrade swing it air for most of it and then don't know, just Andrade's figured out the range a wee bit better in the third and got in. She's obviously is sort of the heavier hitter of the two. Yep. Um, Rose's eye ballooned up. That looked like, I don't know, fractured orbital or something. And yep. then her nose was pretty smashed up. So Andrade, when she gets in, does the damage. But just Namunis, like I said, built up too much of a lead. Um, I thought she looked great. Fought the first two rounds pretty perfectly or pretty close to on the feet. Like Andrade had no hope of getting inside and then just for whatever reason we'll give Andrade credit for for figuring out the third round changed. But I don't know like I hadn't thought about that until you said there but over 5 that could have looked looked pretty different or the outcome could have been pretty different.
0: So um obviously the next fight that makes sense is uh Rose and Zhang?
1: Yeah I think they'll go that direction Um, I think Rose seems to have a good relationship with the UFC Um, Dana seems to like her Um, former champion who just avenged her loss it kind of makes sense there isn't a standout challenger at strawweight at the minute so yeah Yeah
0: um, I think that uh, that Rose Zhang is the the fight that makes the most sense and it's probably one the UFC were after the most as well I think it's probably the most favourable yeah, well, come for
1: them yeah if Andrade had a one there, you couldn't you couldn't have put her in with Zhang straight away because of the manner in which Zhang beat her not that long ago you know there would be no desire at least with Nami Yunus whether you know in your eyes it's enough to earn a title shot off one you know on a one fight win streak but at least she is a fresh opponent Different stylistic challenge to to Zhang. So, I, I, how do you think that goes, Zhang and, and Rose?
0: I think it looks very similar to this fight. Namiunis. The question, yep. Yeah, the question is whether or not Nami Yunus gets tagged and slows. I could see Rose doing what Rose does for five rounds, or I could see it looking like entourage. Rose has success early, and then Zhang slowly takes over as the heavier hitter. That's yeah. sort of t- that's my initial gut right now. What about you? Probably something similar. It,
1: it, I think it all it all depends how long Rose can keep working at that range. You know, if if she can st- stay on the outside like that, like she did in the first two rounds, it's not inconceivable that she could you know win every round and win a decision. Um, Zhang, of course, much more varied and versatile striker than Andraj. She'd probably be faster and better at at slipping in and out of the pocket. I don't know. It's a tough fight to call. It's a fight I want to see. You know, there's no clear. I don't think anybody would be heavily favoured in that fight. Um, But yeah, I mean, if Rose can keep maturing and fighting at that range without you know, getting drawn into the gunfights. She's obviously a problem for any woman in that
0: division. Yeah, 100%. Um, the next fight up was uh, Piotr Jan and Jose Aldo. Before we get into the stoppage, how did you feel about the fight as it was progressing?
1: I thought Aldo looked... I think I gave Jan the first round and then Aldo the next two... Uh, I thought yeah. i I thought Aldo looked
0: great he looked he did he looked he looked as good as I think that um and then he just looked ran. in a long time
1: I don't know, just well obviously it had a lot to do with Jan wearing him down as well, but I just think the miles on the clock caught up to him, you know um and it's you know shit happens, I thought he looked good um I think he showed that. A younger Jose Aldo would probably have got rid of Peter Jan, or Piotr Jan, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I just think the wars he's been in, the damage he's taken now, he just can't take it quite like he used to. And it looks like you're going to have to hit Jan with a cricket bat to, uh, to get him to stop. But, you know, Aldo started well attacking the legs, and then for whatever reason left it and Jan even said in the interview uh post fight interview that like his legs were pretty bust up and that changed his game plan and then Aldo just sort of abandoned it. So I don't know. Like I thought he looked good. Jan's obviously for real um <clears throat> weathered that weathered the storm and got through it. Um obviously it's gotta be Sterling next
0: for Jan. Has to be. You would think, but the UFC apparently are not set on that, which is ridiculous. Um, because well, Dana who, was asked about it. Well, who else could it be? Marlon Marais. Uh, I know. Well, I know. No, Guster- that doesn't make sense because the UFC treated it like
1: Marais lost that fight, even though, like, technically he won that fight. But well, I don't know. I I don't. Uh, be a weird fight to book. I don't think there's no public outcry for Marais to jump in there but there would be for Aljamain and he's got the momentum. I don't think Marais has momentum coming off that Aldo win. Um, oh, That's just stupid. The fight I want to see coming out of this fight is a retirement match. Jose Aldo versus Dominic Cruz. Both done. Legends, WEC forever. Both ride right into the sunset, win or lose.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Makes total. Plus, sense. it's
1: kind of like you know, it's a dream fight. You would two long-term dominant champions, both argued. You know, could be best bantamweight, cha- best bantamweight, and best featherweight of all time going at it. Both just in the twilight of their careers. I think it'd be a good and fitting end for either.
0: Yeah yeah I agree. um so the stoppage obviously was super questionable. jeez um, it might be the worst stoppage I've ever seen.
1: I don't know because I can't think of a an example quickly, but it was i don't think it might have been the worst in terms of like damage or or you know like blood or this that and the other. but I think I counted some like thirty or forty unanswered blows. he was done. Um, I don't know why the ref let it go for so long. It, it was a pretty poor stoppage.
0: Yeah, it really was. I'm genuinely gobsmacked that the, the fucking the 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 uh sorry, Athletic Commission. Um well actually because no, they have nothing to do with it. I was gonna say, I mean, Dana came out after and, and said it's one of the worst stoppages ever and this is one of the downsides about the refs is you know I mean you see well he doesn't have to answer to it no
1: you know that's this is the height of what's happened right so Dana's come out and a few people have said shit on Twitter the world will keep moving he will continue to referee he won't answer for it you know that is it like there will be a short public outcry and it's to be honest it's probably already over or I don't know, platforms like this, and ultimately he gives a shit what we have to say. You know, like there is no there is no accountability for it. The refs don't speak to the public, the refs don't speak to the press. Mm-hmm. Um, it was shit. If you're Aldo you'd be furious. Um, but it is, it's, you know, what's there to do about it now? Aldo must have owed, owed Leon Roberts money, or yeah. said something to annoy him backstage. Yeah, Because that was Oh, brutal! It was a, like a nearly a full. I don't know how long it felt, but it felt like a long time. He was just turtled up taking abuse.
0: Yeah, no, it it was ridiculous. He took so many shots and no sign of quitting. But it'll be interesting to see what's next for Aldo. Um, as you say, there's fights there. Cabrera well, he has said he he sign. has
1: said he wants to come back stronger than ever. That's fair enough. I just he's so he's good enough that he can be competitive with anyone on earth I think just the physicality of the absolute elite of any of the Up divisions 35, yeah yeah, any of the divisions he could fight in has uh, a sort of pa- not, not passed him by because he's obviously still a physical monster like he physically looked great but I mean it's just the wear and tear on the body he's been doing it for so long he's had so many fights he just can't absorb the punishment like he used to um great performance from from Jan we said before didn't quite buy the hype yet but if he could get past Aldo obviously he's legit so you know now in hindsight you can change your opinion on him and that's what you should do you absorb new facts based off new evidence um yep. and Jan is legit you could argue that he still is managed to win a title without having to face a top 5 guy in his division true true um, um but don't want to poo poo on it too much you know you got to no. give credit where it's due but i'm really i'd be really annoyed if they book marais although marais you know is still an elite fighter and it's not the most outrageous decision ever but when you've such a clear and obvious number one contender like you do with al sterling I'd, I'd be annoyed if, if they don't go that route
0: so next fight up was the Kumia, which is Alexander Volkanovski and Max Holloway. This has not been without um, controversy, controversy, because many people believe Max was robbed. Um, I and those have re- people are wrong. They are, um, well, certainly under the current scoring system, they're wrong. I watched this again. Um, I still edged it to Volk, but it was definitely a close fight.
1: Yeah, but this is the thing; it was close super competitive. Every round was close and competitive. But Volkanovsky won And like I had Max winning round one and two and then Volkanovsky three, four, five. Three was very close and competitive, but I still edged it to Volkanovsky. I think a lot of the public outreach here is because Max is so popular and rightfully so. People love him. Um and therefore probably wanted him to win. But like this was this was not a robbery the way people are reacting online is absolutely ridiculous like it's they're basing the scoring in this on a popularity contest um Max came out looked great uh, lots of people have referenced he dropped them twice he did he did put him down twice but they weren't heavy do you know what I mean like there were like flash knockdowns and he was up but they weren't like oh my god he's nearly finished him knockdowns and plus people need to get over this it's not like boxing you know like a a knockdown where you drop to your knee or bounce straight back up does not make it a 10 8 round.
0: no it's not an automatic 10 8 that's a boxing thing and people people constantly get that confused yeah. with MMA but you know he did he did still drop him twice in one round though so i
1: think he dropped him in each round first and second i can't remember like i've watched i've only watched the fight twice um and there was i've watched that much MMA over the last weekend um, that I forget or I don't want to be super assertive with it because I don't know I can't guarantee but uh, neither knockdown was like fight ending or or particularly close to it I thought Volkanovski was frustrated in the first first two I thought Max played it great um, kept Volkanovski on the outside with a kicking game and then Alex turned that around in the third and started to attack Max's legs and got into the boxing range a bit better, and and took over. It was nearly like a mirror from from the first fight where Volkanovski had the early lead and then Max sort of came back into it. Um, but yeah, I, I close competitive fights are not robberies. It's, yeah, they're they're just not. You know, robberies are egregious where someone you know i'm trying to think if masvidal had won the decision in the main event that would have been a robbery
0: yes yeah it has to be like one-sided the opposite way
1: yeah it has to be yeah pretty one-sided or whatever so obvious this this was not and anyone who's saying it is it's it's based off personal feelings um Max is a hugely popular character. He is sort of like a far more personable and friendly Diaz brother. And he certainly seems to have that sort of following where people just want them to win. They want them to do well. And rightfully so. Like, it's, it's good that he has support like that. But I think lots of people's response. to This is based off popularity and, and not and not sort of viewing the fight for what it was. Um, yeah,
0: they're not being objective about it.
1: No. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly it. You know. Fandom is clouding perspective in a lot in a lot of this, and me and you both love Max Holloway. Um, love his style of fighting, love how he's fought his whole career, love how he carries himself. Um, but as for now, Volkanovsky just seems to to have his number a bit. Um, I think the division's going to move on f- from this sort of rivalry, but I think it'll resurface again in the future.
0: I think so, and I think that you know Holloway. On, on paper, I think, beats the rest of the 145 division. A fight I would love to see would be Holloway and Korean Zombie.
1: Yeah, um, the fight I would like... Yeah, that would be a great fight. The fight I would like to see next is Holloway versus the winner of uh, Qatar and Ige.
0: Hells, yeah. Give me Holloway, Ige. Or Holloway, Qatar.
1: Yeah, would be great. And I think Volkanovsky just chills for a bit until... The next contender emerges.
0: I think he kind of has to because uh, it's zombies m- booked. Yeah, especially booked. Uh, Zabit's booked.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of like really high level uh, featherweight fights where sort of the top five are all sort of booked against each other. So it makes sense for him just to to chill for a bit and and just let it work work itself out. Holloway is one win away. One great performance away, you know, two at most.
0: I thought Holloway looked great, especially at the start. I remember you and I saying first two rounds he looked better than arguably he's ever looked.
1: Yeah, well, he looked he looked great. Um, I just think people undersell how good Volkanovski is. Like he adapted and and beat it. Yeah. Um, he has beat you know well, what back to back, knocked out Chad Mendes. Just, you know beat Jose Aldo in Brazil. And beat Max Holloway twice. Like he is right up there now, and people just aren't accepting it for whatever reason. Uh, we actually said in the, in the, I think you said we were watching the countdown show before. And we're like, how is this guy not more famous? Yeah, and we're like, it actually benefits him. You know, he's out of the American media limelight. He's just you know he's down there at City Kickboxing. In New Zealand, out of the way, just you know, going about his business, and his business is beating the best featherweights ever, and he is, and he's doing it back to back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an odd one because of the level of fame he has. Where he's probably recognised, but not everywhere he goes. Mm. And I, I think you're right. I think it's that sort of working class, humble. Fighter, I think you know, they often do better in that environment. Like he's not fighting for the fans, he's fighting for himself. Yeah. You know, um, as were Holloways very much fighting for the fans, and there's there isn't a right or wrong, but certain fighters I think you can sort of tell what way they would respond. And Volk strikes me as a sort that I don't think being famous would suit him in a weird way. Yeah. No, no, I, I get that. I um, just sort of feel that, you know um but it it does sort of mean that the featherweight division does have to wait now for a bit oh yeah well i mean
1: it's fair enough you know he he has fought pretty much as soon as he could they first fight with holloway was what only in december or something so it's fine wait until the end of the year or whatever november time it's probably you know once a few of the fights have happened it'll figure itself out and Probably defend either late this year or early next year. and You know, beating beating those names back-to-back and beating Holloway twice back-to-back has probably earned you earned you a bit of a holiday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the main event on it was Kamar Usman and Jorge Masvidal. I scored it uh, one round for Masvidal, the first round, um, but it was close, could have gone either way. Um, Usman did exactly what we thought he would do. Um, Interestingly, Masvidal, it seemed to almost be a gas tank issue. Where I—I I I don't, might...
1: don't know if it is. I just don't think he's come out since saying, you know, like, oh, you know, we'll do it again. I've got the game plan to beat him. I just don't think he's capable of it. I don't think he has it. And that's not—not not saying he's not a great fighter because that's what we said going into it. You know, lots of people are like, nah. if you don't like him, oh, he's a journeyman. He's this. That. He's not. You know, he's a super experienced veteran. I just don't think he's at that title-winning level and never will be. He, he, Masvidal will never beat Kamara Usman, no matter how many times they fight. It's just yeah. he doesn't have doesn't have the tools for it. Um, this fight went exactly as expected. I agree with you. I think the only argument could be whether Masvidal did enough or not. Or, to win the first round but apart from that it was a complete shutout went exactly the plan people don't like usman saying it's boring that's fair enough it's maybe not the most you know entertaining style You think he gives a shit he, it's about winning it's about defending titles Yep. um it's hard to see anyone beating him now or in the immediate future
0: so, I was talking to my uh, my brother about it yesterday, mm. and he actually raised an interesting point. He was like, I mean, he did maul him, but he also didn't maul him.
1: <clears throat> no, he, he, but he controlled the action. He neutralized threat. Any offense was his, you know. It's true. Like, he didn't beat him up or anything. Like, he didn't do loads of damage, but he controlled and won outside of the first pretty much every second of the next 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> can't real, you know i i don't like getting into the, that sort of like well well street fight if he had done this you know mma is a sport in which you compete in rounds and in which Kamara usman wins those rounds
0: yeah i mean i think the thing is the the point i think my brother was making was that at no point where you like shit master I was gonna get finished here No, that doesn't take away from the fight and i don't believe that it that it uh it makes the performance any more impressive but that I think is the, for lack of a better word, the layman's thoughts on Usman.
1: Yeah, well he's, he's not going to be a guy who will stand and bang. Like, that's just not his style. He did it with Covington because that game plan suited that particular opponent. I think he will find he is good enough everywhere that he will find and game plan for the opponent's weakest attribute and go after it and yeah. that's exactly what he did, he neutralised Masvidal other than the first, Masvidal had no real moments of anything um, I think you could give Masvidal 6 years rather than 6 days to prepare for this and it goes the exact same
0: yeah, yeah I, I think you're right, I mean fair play to Usman though, because he gave Masvidal a lot of props, you know, and he said after oh, the cred- fight, basically. Credit,
1: credit to both of them you know that's the thing. Like Masvidal deserves all the credit for stepping in short notice. I had put out before that I don't. I never thought he should have because I think he had the golden ticket for a title shot when he wanted, uh, and he gave that up for short notice, and it went as expected. But also fair play to Usman because he also took a new opponent on uh, on six days notice. So I just Usman looks. That good and people people don't like the style and that's fair enough. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to enjoy everyone's style of fighting. But if you're a fan of MMA, you have to appreciate how good he is.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. He's well. I mean, at this stage, arguably the best welterweight ever.
1: He's getting close. He is getting yeah. close.
0: Which obviously, when that is the weight class that GSP was in, says a lot.
1: Yeah. I thought, well, obviously, I think he's a couple more title defenses. He took a longer run to get to the title, but I think it'll come down to two title defenses. And like I said, I just don't, I don't see anyone on the way up or currently there giving him. He'll, you know, he'll have moments like you know, it's like there was moments in the first round where you're like, eh, he could get clipped, this, that, and the other. But I think overall, like he's just, he's too solid. Everywhere like his weakest attribute is still good, and his best attributes are world class um and I'm looking forward to him and burns there are there's interesting fights for him as well that's the thing like uh burns is obviously next, and then you yeah. I mean you could you've got you can Lee, colby, yeah you've got that rematch, and you've got leon Edwards waiting on the wings um I don't know if they'd ever go back to doing Masvidal again. I think he'd have to be on a pretty mad run, and I don't know now that he's got sort of that top five slot. I don't know if he'll do it again, but he but he might. The fights to make are obviously Usman versus Burns because just do you know it was already booked, so just change it, do it again, and it's got to be Masvidal versus Covington. Yeah. If the beef yeah. is real and legit, which they both swear it is now, that's the fight. Both coming off title losses, that's the one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a tough, uh, tough position for Masvidal in some ways because there's you know, there's definitely fights out there, but they all carry a risk. You know, I mean, that didn't damage his stock. I don't think. But I think that depending on what fight he takes next, another loss could and some of the guys at the top well, of I that think, division. I could think he'll him. I
1: think he'll now transfer into that Nate Diaz thing. Where like he will I th- I'm fairly confident and comfortable predicting that he will never win a UFC title. But he will remain ultra popular till the day he decides to stop. And the way he has presented himself, and you know his fighting style, people love that. And the, you know the love that he's this, you know backyard fighter who's come all the way up and he's street Jesus and he's the BMF and this that and the other. I think he will just have fun fights now until he is done, and he may as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, um, you're you're right because he. I mean he's he's made enough name for himself that he's gonna.
1: He could lose to every top five welterweight, and they could wrestle fuck him. And it won't drop the, it, you know, his stock and fan in his fans' eyes because, you know, oh, well, you just got wrestlefucked, not a real fight, you know. Nah, you can't stand with him, you know. It's the, the image he's cultivated and the fan base he's cultivated that like those losses don't hurt him anymore. So he's essentially like Nate Diaz at this point. His position within the MMA fandom can't be touched.
0: Yeah, 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 no, I agree. Um, There's a few bits and pieces of news. Um, Obviously, with the main event, um, Usman, we know where he's going next, which is an unusual position because a lot of the time they leave it pretty open, but I think Dana White came out and said that it is the Burns fight they're looking at next. Um, Fidel obviously, we just talked about. So, there's just a few bits of pieces of news we'll cover, some related to that event. So, the first one is uh, the Paige Van Zandt stuff. Um, so, Dana came out and basically, he was asked about, you know, her testing free agency, and he said yes, yeah, you should definitely test free agency Um, after uh, getting smoked, basically, in one round. So, you know, it's, it's a bit a dick, shitty.
1: It's a dick move. Like we we have both said as recently as our last podcast that she's not UFC caliber, and she's not, um, and that hasn't changed. However, she does have a worth to that business, which the UFC were happy to exploit, um, for a long time, and she doesn't get paid what she generates for them in publicity, in image, you know, an image and this that and the other it's just another shitty move like his quote is i like page it's like blades when blades fought last when you talk all that stuff uh, i'm not being paid enough and fighting inconsistently one time in the last year injuries and then get smoked in the first round of the fight she should definitely test free agency it's just a pretty shitty approach like these are you know human beings who are trying their best to make who are sacrificing the bodies to try and make enough money that when it's over and it's a short career and it's a young career, that they have enough to, to get by. Um especially because like lots of her issues have been from injuries, you know, that's not it's not like she chose to get injured or did something stupid. Like that shit just happens. But to hold that against her is is pretty turd. Um I don't get the comparison with blades at all.
0: Um, no, I think I was just Dana. You know, I can th- I can throw another dig here. So yeah, it as doesn't, well. yeah, it
1: doesn't like him. You know, Curtis Blades is the third, fourth, or whatever best heavyweight on the world, and is winning fights. So that makes makes no sense. Um, you know, it's just he's got like this ostrich approach with like head in the sand. Like all this, all these fighters now chirping up here and there about fight pay. Are they all wrong? Can they all be wrong? You know, like everyone knows the game, everyone knows what he's doing, but yet nothing, nothing changes. And I mean, this was booked because they knew Van Sant would take a loss here. You know the, yeah, which I'm not. You know, which is a different thing because if you're in the UFC, you should be okay to fight anyone in the UFC. But there is a level of appropriate matchmaking. Um, but they knew exactly what was happening here. She had come out and said before about pay. She had said she wasn't happy with her contract. This was the last fight in her contract. This was a, this was a boot out the door, rather than a, you know, a friendly invitation to come back. So yeah. I, I think Van Zandt's days in the UFC are done. And you know what? If Bellator will pay her more money, or if it, whatever she peddling on Instagram, or can get in some reality TV show and it pays her more, more par to her because
0: or just go on a fake taxi. <laughs> Fake taxi <laughs> um, with well. with with the fucking horrible English driver. That's hilarious. It would not be so good. <laughs> yeah. She is gonna end up releasing the porn. I can almost guarantee it.
1: I don't know. I could see like in an accidental know, leak. accidental leak. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah, this stuff's out there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. Whatever path her career takes is pff, who knows, but it's about to take quite a different turn, I would imagine.
0: Yes, I would. I would uh, say so. I mean, you'd said before Bellator could be one because her husband uh, fights in Bellator, and yeah. it kind of makes sense. But the question is just whether or not. Like this is where we're going to find out a lot about Paige Van Sant, where you know she talks about I love fighting, it's what I do, blah blah blah. It's like, well, let's see how much you really love it.
1: I have no reason to question that you well, know neither do I but, but that's we'll the thing find I, think, out. I think that's an. I think people do that unfairly because of how she is and how she looks and this that and the other like I don't question her desire to fight and I don't think other people should just because how she chooses to do and present herself in other ventures um she could have easily packed in fighting a long time ago. And done just fine elsewhere, and I think she deserves more credit than she gets for coming through the the amount of like injuries and arm sur- arm surgeries in particular she's had. So I I don't I really don't think she's done an MMA, and I hope she's I hope she's not, you know, for um, and because I think there's plenty of organizations who will definitely take a chance on her.
0: Oh, there's, there's definitely no question she's going to end up finding a, a, a home if she wants one. But that's what I'm trying to say is, and it's I probably, go- it's
1: probably better for her as well because it's a more realistic level of competition. I mean, there's no shame in, this is the thing as well. There's no shame in going to the UFC and not being an elite fighter in the UFC. Like, no, they can't, you know, they can't all be. You know, there are levels to this for, whatever reason, and no matter how much fans want it or you want it or. In certain cases, you know, the UFC wants you to be a big star and an elite fighter. It just doesn't work out that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Dana being a dick, as always. So, uh, UFC has replaced Reebok with Venom, um, which the old-school MMA fan of me absolutely fucking loves.
1: Yeah, I love Venom gear. I've got Venom... Shin guards and boxing gloves, and I have zero complaints. I actually really, really like my Venom boxing gloves. So, plus anything at this point is better than the Reebok shit.
0: Well, what I was going to say is, do you think that Venom will be more likely to do like signature gear, or do you think they're going to stick to this quasi uniform? I think there'll be some form of uniform.
1: Um, I don't know how it's much ver- I don't know how much variation there'll be. I think they'll probably stick to a similar sort of pattern of like nation fight kits or colouring, you know what I mean? But I think the designs will probably be a bit more flamboyant, let's say.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that like, that's good, but I still think that they could generate a lot more money by having signature stuff.
1: Oh, so do, so 100% agree, and uh, they sort of need it. I see that the press release really says that it'll be, you know, a big pay rise for all involved. Now, I... <laughs>
0: Where the is Venom getting Reebok well, money from? Well, that's from?
1: that's what I mean. I'm like, where are they going to get the money from this? Um, I, I knew Venom was sort of like a big brand in combat sports. I suppose they've they've reached out into boxing a bit. I think they have an agreement with uh, Lumachenko. I Think he is personalized stuff and fights in Venom gear and gloves. But like outside of that, I was saying to you on during the, the fight card. To Joe blogs, this looks like a big step down for the UFC. Because it looks like it's going back. Yeah, because as much as I dislike the Reebok stuff, Reebok is a big, well known worldwide brand. If I asked if I went into Belfast and asked a hundred people, have you heard of Reebok? I would guarantee a hundred people are saying yes. Yeah. If I go into Belfast on this, have you heard of Venom? I honestly don't know, outside of hardcore MMA fans, how many people will have heard of that.
0: Probably not many at all.
1: Yeah, so I could see how it probably doesn't look great to the outside, or look like a great deal for the UFC. I just don't understand how it'll work. I don't understand where Venom are getting their financing from, the promise. Essentially, pay rises on what Reebok were paying out. Now, Reebok weren't paying out great for fighters. However, I think the UFC had a pretty sweet deal out of it. Um, yeah. Obviously, the details and, and finer points haven't been released yet, but uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for that when it happens. But I'm just glad to see Reebok, I think, gone. Yeah, I think they sort of ventured in, it didn't work out, they lost interest. Um, And it wasn't a great deal for for anyone In the end and I've said this to you before I just don't think anybody buys their shit And and that's not Specifically Reebok MMA stuff I just don't think People really buy UFC stuff I think You have to be a very specific type of dude To be wearing a UFC t-shirt Or something like that And you have to be an even more type more special type of guy to be wearing a fight kit. Um, it needs
0: to be really cool stuff for me to consider wearing it. Like, I mean, when we went to the UFC in London, they had... There was, like, an old-school UFC T-shirt. And I remember you and I looking at it and being like, that's cool, but it was, like, stupid money. It was, like, 50 quid or something for yeah. a t shirt But, like... But it's, like,
1: even... UFC gear is, is the new... I think you said as well, is the new tap-out gear. Yeah. There's just yeah. something... Inherently douchey about wearing it.
0: It's it's because you're you're. It's not cool. It's no, not it's, it's, like it's not cool. It's cage fighting.
1: It's, yeah, it's never going to be cool. Like, it's kind of like just small dick energy. Like I have to let you know that I am so into cage fighting that I'm wearing it. You know.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Um But it's good to see Venom back, uh, and hopefully it works out for all involved. So. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe we're going to have to talk about this but Mike Perry um, or Michael punched an older man in a bar it says three people were assaulted apparently also hit a woman um, what a fucking dickhead
1: yep it's what not a you know.
0: dick. I mean I mean so, yeah. before I, I'd heard the ins and outs of it my attitude was like well I mean that guy walked towards him and you know talk shit get wrecked but there is a limit to it where A, that dude was old as fuck and B, like Mike Perry for all intents and purposes seemed to have started the whole confrontation in the first place
1: yep Um, the dude, he he has problems
0: um, 100%
1: and from the moment he's been in the UFC he has done and said problematic things which everyone just seems to sort of laugh off because he's this big personality uh, or charismatic or this that and the other but like it's going, I think I said to you I can't remember if it was in private or if it was on last week's podcast, eventually he will do something like I said we're waiting he'll do something so stupid like and end up in jail or you know he'll do something outrageous or he'll pop or and then this happens um, fuck him um Shouting off racist slurs, attacking yep. three people, supposedly one of them's a woman. Um, yeah, knocking that old dude out. I mean, we've been back and forth with a few people on Twitter with, who respectfully disagree with how you should handle those situations uh, if you're an elite UFC fighter. Um, I, it's just, I don't know. I think he's more trouble than he's worth for the UFC, and I would cut and run.
0: His tweet about it was hilarious, though.
1: Oh, uh, he deleted it. The not guilty one.
0: No, he just said no comment.
1: <laughs> oh no, he put one out. It's either today or late last night. Uh, not guilty, but he has since deleted it.
0: Oh god, I mean, it's it's ridiculous because, like, you know, he's he's gonna get fined apparently. But you know, Pete, like Dana White said that he s he saw this coming at the press well, conference. I,
1: I, yeah, and also like, what right does the UFC have to
0: find him? He's an independent contractor. Oh, it wasn't the UFC to find him? Oh, who's fining him? Uh, that's what is like. He could get a fine from court.
1: Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you meant Dana said he was fining him. I was like,
0: no, no. But Dana, like, Dana came out and was like, "Oh, I saw this coming," and it's like, well, if you saw this coming, why the fuck didn't you do something about because
1: it? Because they don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> well, I suppose nor should they to an extent because uh, everyone's
1: know. an independent contractor when it
0: suits. Well, that's exactly it. UFC playing it their way. Oh, well, yeah, we've
1: nothing to do with their behaviour outside of the cage. Nothing to
0: do with us. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but douchebag, absolute douchebag.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where he goes from from here. Um, I just, I don't know. It just seems like on a slippery slope and someone around him probably needs to reach out so we can have sort a wee of word. yeah have a wee word um, so we can sort of shit out before he does something worse really
0: bad yeah so uh, Sean O'Malley to fight Marlon Vera at UFC 252 we'll have a full breakdown for that but obviously if you've missed it or if you don't want to miss it you should be subscribed to the podcast obviously on iTunes and on all of your podcasting apps so yeah get your shit together because we'll have full breakdown on that initial thoughts good fight
1: yeah me likey. Uh
0: Figueroa tested positive for COVID. Uh the title match with Jose Benavides was in jeopardy. And then it turned out that apparently he tested positive ages ago. And he's not actually positive. So it's all Well, bad. he's
1: on his way or has arrived in Fight Island. That sounds so stupid calling it that. But he will be subject to more tests. But as of right now, on Monday, um, the fight is a still a go. So... They should never have rebooked this. Uh, it's just, I wish he hadn't missed weight because it's just made this muddy. Like, it didn't really deserve a rematch, in my opinion. But
0: So, Big Mac, Mackenzie Dern and Randa Marcos uh, targeted for UFC 253. That's actually quite a tough fight for Dern because Marcos is no slouching yeah, no slouch the ground. Now, I don't doubt there's completely different levels there. But Marcos, that experience, you know, you do have the question of what if she can't get her down.
1: Ah, uh, she will. First round submission, Mackenzie Dern. Okay. Easy.
0: Well, there you go. Um
1: I just don't I don't think Marcos has anything for her. at all at all.
0: Prob- well, I just think that's the experience. Like I mean
1: I don't even think that could make up for
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: No, like honestly, just she's <sighs> She's tough, but you know, her I would say Marcos's best attribute is the ground game. And like obviously that's it's a non comparison. She's a she's a female veteran, but she's nearly a five hundred fighter for a reason. Like True. Mackenzie Darn still with you know lots to do and get better, but still a potential title challenger potential elite fighter um just oh no i think this is yeah easy easy
0: fair enough well we need to get on to the uh other ufc cards that are happening so obviously two this week as we said at the start of the podcast um we're not going to break down every single fight on all of them because there are many and many of them are piss poor may i add
1: yeah, well, it's like that thing we always say. They are not great from a name recognition perspective, but...
0: Usually means, good cards. Yeah. yeah, kind of means yeah. fuck all. But um, well, you have guys fighting for their jobs.
1: Very true. Very very true.
0: Which I personally think always adds to the tenacity of it. Um, you know, there's like a slightly different vibe. That's why that card we watched a couple of weeks ago, you know, where there's like some ridiculous number of knockouts Uh, on four or five and the bouncer, like first four fights didn't get out of the first round or whatever it was. Um, I think that there's definitely an element of that at play. Um, the first card is obviously on Wednesday, uh, 7pm Eastern time, which will be horrible clock hour time. But anywho, um, the first fight of note, probably, well, there's a couple, but, um, Abdul Razak Al Hassan against, uh, Moneir or This Lazzies. will be
1: a televised murder.
0: Yeah, uh, Hassan is going to yep. ice him dead. Yep. Um so I'm glad we agree on that. Uh, Molly McCann and uh Tyler Santos. Um it's hard to know. I think McCann's very heavily favored in this, but you know, only got one one fight in the UFC from Santos and it was against uh Borella who is good. So it's it's hard to know.
1: Yeah, I. Mm, I don't know. I haven't been sold by McCann that she's that level at all yet. Um, but I mean, she's on a three fight win streak, so you can't can't really poo poo it too
0: much. Yeah, and it's not no ones either. She beat Priscilla Casuera. Nah, and, she's shit. Yeah, in true. And Ariana Lipsky, who we don't really know a lot about yet. Well.
1: <laughs> She, like is probably her best best win.
0: I'm gonna go for McCann in this just because she seems that- to keep
1: squeaking decisions, which maybe she shouldn't. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen enough of Tyler Santos. Um, haven't seen her contender series fight. Can't remember her loss to Barella at all. Um, it's you know year and a half later as well, so hasn't been particularly active. I don't know gotta pick with what you know, so I'm going McCann decision,
0: yeah, I will do the same, uh Jimmy Rivera and cody Stamen. uh th- I'm going stamen, I St- think I favor stamen in this as well fought um, uh who did he beat yeah. recently?
1: Uh, Brian Keller obviously yeah, going yep. through him, um, I thought he got robbed of a decision again, well oh, against-, against song. Once again, not robbed. Very close competitive fight, which I probably thought he edged against Song Yudong, who everyone's very high on. Rivera just had that great start, and then it's just sort of fizzled out a bit. But, I mean, the guys he's losing to are, what, Marlon Moraes, Sterling, and the now champion, Peter Yan. Yep. Um, he's the slight betting favourite. I think there's money to be made on Cody Stamen. I think he's great all arounder.
0: Yep, uh, they're actually very similar in style. Yeah, Yeah. uh, like in
1: physique and style, they're both two like fairly heavy guys. Yeah, yeah. heavy set. Uh, Are they they fighting at featherweight? Yeah, they're fighting at featherweight. Wow, fuck, know. Um. So the gas tanks will be there. Um. I also think because has fought as recently as what a month ago, and Rivera's over a year. I just think momentum's a big thing and, you know, habitually winning and habitually competing is a big thing.
0: And the pressure's on Rivera. He yeah. Is he is expected
1: needs, to win this. He, yeah. And he needs a win um, to sort of get back on track. But, uh, yeah, I'm picking Steeman by decision.
0: I also am picking Steeman by decision. Uh, Tim Elliott and Ryan Benoit up next in the flyweight division. Um, I, I th- I think I edge Elliot in this. Um, I think Elliot could tap him.
1: Yeah, I think Elliot uh, could tap him. He hasn't. He needs a win. He's been in a bad run. Needs a win. Um, I just think Tim Elliot's the better, more experienced fighter. Um, hasn't been. uh, I don't know. Does he Does he tap Ben Benoit? Uh, Ah. he could do I'm going to go decision again I think Elliot decisions him I think he's got enough everywhere to see him out and he desperately needs a win
0: well the main event which is like featuring one of my favourite fighters um, who I have been high on for a long long time um, Calvin Katar fighting Dan Ige I think Guitar boxes the ears off Ige
1: Yes, but I think Ege still probably not getting the respect he deserves. And I think it's just and mostly that's based off lots of people thought that Barboza beat him, but I mean that was a super tight competitive fight. But I think you're right. I think Qatar has the superior striking. Um but Ege's tough as shit. Uh he's on a great run. And I think he's underrated. Qatar needs to be careful. If Qatar plays to his strengths, he should win. I'm going for Qatar, but I'm going for a later round stoppage. Because, I, like I said, I think Danny, guys, that tough, that deal. will
0: You think it'll have to be an accumulation?
1: Yeah, he'll hang in there for, for a good while. So uh, I'll go late fourth round yeah, stoppage.
0: Um, I think it'll be before that. I think it'll be in the third. Okay. Um, but I think there is going to be a feeling out process for... For EGA or for Qatar, sorry, to find that range, but we were talking about this uh, on Saturday when we were in person. Um, the Qatar uh, boxing shell he uses is mm. just beautiful to watch. His defense is amazing.
1: Oh yeah, like he's he's pretty to watch. You got to give him that. Um, Super pretty. He is thirty two. If he's going to make a run at the title, now is the time. Danny is carrying a whole bunch of momentum coming off the win of Barboza. Like I said earlier, when we're looking at two uh two fifty one, I like the winner of this versus Max Holloway. Yep. Um yeah, and then yeah. you're you're one away.
0: Qatar is a guy that, that could put himself into a title shot contention with a win in this fight.
1: I don't think so. I think he'd need one more. Fair he's right. only on a one-fight win streak, and Danny Gay. As much as I like him, he is not the he is not the big name which which catapults you into the into the title shot. He, I think he'll need one more. But if he wins here, I think he's deserving of that that big name fight. Um,
0: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred um, percent. The next card is happening on Saturday. Um,
1: Team uh, No Sleep this week.
0: Oh God, don't even hmm. um not really the only sort of person I'm super interested in say well, there's one there's two good fights on the the prelims of it Davi Ramos is fighting armand sicararian Su- Sur- um so yeah, I man, am shocked
1: I'm, that Davi Ramos is the underdog here because he should top him he should, but he will, yeah. He should <laughs> like. There's no way, no way around it. Um, whether he does or not, we will see. But I, I am picking Davi Ramos here. I'm actually going. I feel like I'm everything. I'm picking him by decision. Um, actually, you know what? I will. I'll go. To, I'll go submission for Ramos just because Sorokian is so young. And Ramos is so experienced, and his ju- jiu-jitsu should be that Elite far enough. ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good fight. Quite like that one. I uh, also quite like, although it could be a shit show, uh, Sergey Spivak versus Carlos Felipe. Just yeah, because look,
0: it could be terrible, though.
1: Oh, it could be. I just love me some some heavyweights. Uh, Felipe, obviously debuting in the UFC, twenty-five-year-old uh, heavyweight got upside weirdly hasn't fought in over three years. Um so God knows so I'm hoping for just some absolute chaos.
0: It's a uh fun one to uh to, to, to go back after three years to get to the UFC but uh okay
1: Irish Joe Duffy also in the
0: prelims need a no yep. win. Brett Jones Montel Jackson's a good fight. Yep. Um some sleepers on this card there are Grant Dawson and Nad Naramani fight too. Yeah, so, that's a good one. Uh, the main card, Pantosia. Like that's what me. I was gonna say. Pantosia's fighting Askarov. That's a, it is Pantosia. I think, I think should win. That's a tough
1: one. Was Askarov beat the piss out of Tim Elliott? Yes. Lastly, yeah, it was him. It's getting really difficult and to keep up with all the Russian named fighters.
0: Yeah, I keep getting them confused because, like, every time I hear one, I just think of Yashvili for some reason.
1: Yeah, I don't know why, but, like, I always find it easier with, like, Brazilian names and stuff. Like, I can keep, you know, like, I, I know, kind of know who most of them are or remember them and their names are recognizable to me. I just don't know if it's because, like, Russian second Russian names and, you know, pronunciations are so different they are. English language structure, mm-hmm. but they're just like they're hard to remember and distinguish,
0: yeah, very, very much so. Um, I don't know why it is that it's
1: probably because uh, we're
0: racist. Well, yeah, well, I'm sure there is sort of subconsciously some truth to that, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, there seems to be a lot of Eastern block fighters at the minute, more so than I ever remember there being, yeah. um, but. You know, it's good to see, but it, uh, as someone who's trying to comment on it, it's not great yeah. to, uh, you to, try to end, pronounce, uh, pronounce the names, yeah. Um, Ali, uh, sorry, Ariane Lipsky fighting Luana Carolina, um, which seems to be about right, really. Yeah, uh,
1: I think Lipsky will win a decision, can't really base much more of it than that. Haven't seen a lot of Luana Carolina. So,
0: Same. Um, Mark Diakese fighting Rafael Fiziev. Um, that's a tough fight for Diakese.
1: Should do. Uh, I'm picking Diakese to knock him <coughs> out, though.
0: Ooh, ballsy.
1: Yeah, uh, Fiziev has lost by stoppage in the UFC before.
0: Diakese's flashy and has pub.
1: Yep. Um, he's on a good run. Uh, Joe Duffy and Lando Venata, both quirky strikers uh, Joe Duffy more traditional boxing but I think Dia Cassie's on, on a good run he's in, picking up some steam um, has looked better and better each time out uh, I'm going to go for a second round KO from Dia Cassi.
0: fine choice I'm going to go for a decision for Fiziev um, middleweight up next Jack Hermanson and Kelvin Gastelum. Uh Kelvin Gastelum to me should win this Yep,
1: and needs to. Um, I think Kelvin's knocking him out.
0: That's what my gut would say. He's going to slip and rip that one too and game over. Kelvin's Um,
1: boxing's just so good.
0: It's stupendous.
1: He does carry quite a lot of pop as well. Hermanson, I feel like, built all this momentum. And Jared Cannonier just absolutely crushed it and took it away. Yep. Um, they were talking, you know, after the Jacare fight, they were talking, you know, Hermanson's right in the mix of the title. You wouldn't even consider him there at the minute or close. Um, I think Gaslam has a huge advantage on the feet in the submission game. Hermanson has it, um, but I think the big thing is that Kelvin has enough wrestling. His wrestling's good enough that he should be able to dictate where the fight stays. And I think on the feet, Kelvin should. Control it, control it, and stick to that boxing range. And like you said, slip and rip. Um, and I see him knocking him out in it's the ca- second. I was late, say, late I, second.
0: I was gonna say I can see it early. Um, Kelvin's, it's, the thing about him is not just the pop; it's it's how fast he is. He's so fast with his hands, you know. He can, yeah, it, like his hand speed is ridiculous. How
1: crazy is it? That he's still only twenty yet. I know he's been, it he's feels been there like forever. He's been
0: and he's been at the upper reaches of it as well. Yeah, he has. He just He's one of these guys who
1: started earlier and could end up finishing earlier because, like I said, there's only so much damage you can take in a combat career. And he has had some some tough ones, like the Adesanya fight for the interim title was, was brutal. You can only have so many of those in your career.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, but it was good to see him take time out. Not very many fighters do. It's something we've talked yeah. about a lot. Um, the main event: Davison, or yeah, well, it is Davison uh, Figueroa and Jose Benavidez. So first of all, Benavidez, you know, the, the little engine that never could at this stage with the title.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, he just can't can't, can't get it get done. Past it no. now with
0: with with, uh, Cejudo out of the picture. This is about as close as I think he'll ever get. But the problem is, I think Figueroa is actually... I think Figueroa is going to beat... I think he's going to knock him out.
1: I think he's going to knock him out again. I think it'll be later this time round. I'm going for a fourth round knockout from Figueroa. Um, I either think it'll happen ridiculously early, or it'll drag on and it'll happen a bit later. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change it. First round knockout, Figueroa. Figueroa, I just think... Yeah, this I mean, this fight's only happening because Figueiredo balls up a weight cut before.
0: That is true. Well, and Cejudo, obviously, given a landing hand in the making of this fight. Yeah, but I
1: mean, the last one was for the title. Cejudo was gone then. It was just, the, you know, if Benavidez had a one, the division would have moved on. Um, But yeah, I don't know how many title shots he's had across the WEC and UFC at this point, but he just can't... Love him as a fighter, seems like a cool dude, but just can't seem to, for whatever reason... Uh,
0: Get that final push.
1: Yeah, can't seem to close it out. Um, this has to be the last shot. But I feel like I've said that a lot of times about Benavidez, but age is is working against him. He will be 36 in a couple of weeks. Um, yep. The smaller guys don't tend to age as well. Um, yeah, I think Figueiredo stops him again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same. Um, so we don't actually have questions this week because both of us were too tired and stupid <laughs> to put uh, to put a simple tweet out. But um, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to we are us but up simple man. Yeah. Well, we are. We are. Um, but we
1: start putting more up during the week. We have both been lazy with Twitter. We have. Um, so we we'll have. get back on that. Get some interaction going again.
0: Which obviously you can find. You know on what we're even Twitter. worse
1: with though is Instagram.
0: Oh, we're terrible with Instagram. I'm yeah. just terrible at Instagram in life.
1: I barely work my you yeah, but
0: you're you're good at it, but you don't do it a lot. I'm yeah. shit at it. Like I'm that guy whose posts look like a five year old made them. <laughs> I just I don't have the, the 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 uh the artistic eye for Instagram. I don't have the aesthetic down. <laughs> but um yeah, I uh oh, do you know what I watched last night? What? The Lion King 2.
1: Yeah, I hear, I don't think I've ever seen it, or if I have, I don't remember it. I hear it was just pretty much a rehashed
0: Yeah, Lion King. kind of, it's about... There's a really third one apparently, which yeah, I haven't which seen. apparently is not good. The second one was decent, it wasn't as good as the first one.
1: But have you seen the, the remake
0: of it? Yes, I went to the cinema to see it and I couldn't wrap my head around it at all.
1: Yeah, I don't get why it needed a remake. Probably, I don't know, intellectual property was expiring.
0: Or my problem like, with it is when you see a real animal singing. Yeah, that's the... It the, just the, jarred me. Yeah, like, just looks
1: fucking stupid having a photorealistic lion singing. Yeah, pretty the much. The point of it is that it's animated for children, but... I watched Moana, speaking of kids' movies, with my daughter the other day. It's a good film. Yeah, it's alright. Just can't Did get Did she wrong. like it? Did she have she, any thoughts on the plot? or? Well, as a you know, complex film critic at nine months old, she uh, certainly seemed to enjoy it. There was some clapping and babbling. She gave it three goo-goos and a gah. Yeah. <laughs> she gave it one pointer finger out of one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good film.
1: Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. The... Uh, what do you call it the crab in it voiced by your man from flight of the jermaine Co- from flight yes, of the concords yeah 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 it's it was pretty well done pretty pretty
0: jarring for children i would imagine some of the animation's a bit creepy with it i think the lion king's a bit like that actually when you mm. when you look back on it like some of it as a kid you're a bit like oh whoa that's some dark shit what was yeah. the one that traumatized me land before time
1: Oh my goodness! Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's the that's like the first thing I remember weeping at.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, brutal.
1: brutal. Littlefoot's parents, wake up!
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: now nah, they're brutal. They were but, gone.
0: Uh, yeah, obviously, if you want to follow us, you can do so on the Twitter at MMA show Facebook dot forward slash MMA. Carry Pigeon, Smoke Signal, all that good stuff. We should have some news in the pipeline soon about a new video um, that we are working on, or hopefully working on, so we'll keep you posted on that. Um, Yeah, I don't think there's much else for me to add. I think I have said everything I could possibly have to say.
1: About everything.
0: About everything. I have officially run out of things to say.
1: Me no have, no more words.
0: No. Um, So, what are your plans tonight anyway? I'm
1: going to watch some football.
0: Oh, man.
1: I know. I'm so basic. Why? Because for my sins, I still love my Manchester United boys.
0: Hmm. And for your sins being the right word. Yeah. May God have mercy on God your soul. God have
1: mercy on your soul.
0: You son of a bitch. <laughs> well... In that case, I think we should probably love everyone and leave everyone. And uh, we will see you at the same time next week. If you have any questions, please get in touch. Thanks for all the support so far. Make sure you check out patreon.com forward slash superadmma. And uh, that's it from me.
1: Yeah, Have a break. Have a KitKat. Peace. Peace.